When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube now, I'm in the Washington Commanders hostage room. Don't forget, you can you can read my work as well on ESPN.com. Also, a couple of programming notes. You can listen to my son Matthew's college football preview on Between the Hashes. Comes out. It's already out. Give it a listen. Get ready for Saturday's big games. Always has great information. Has his top 10 as well. So give that a listen. And don't forget, I'll be back after the game to give you a wrap-up of the Commander's Patriots. So, in a couple minutes, I'm going to get to my predictions. Actually, in about a minute, get to my uh, keys to the game and then a prediction for the Commander's Patriots. So, the first couple of things you need to know, Curtis Samuel, receiver, will will not play because of a, a toe injury. Suffered, actually, he had it going into last week's game against the Eagles. Played, went as long as he could. Came out, Jamison Crowder went in and played a lot more. Jamie Brown will get more snaps. But um, so he'll be out because of that injury. They also list Ricky Stromberg is out, but folks, he's going to be out for about another six weeks. So he had told me he's got an issue with the the kneecap. I think it was dislocated, but he also, he was on crutches had his whole leg wrapped. And it's something that like, it's, it's really kind of feels like a six to eight week thing. So at some point I would expect him to be placed on injury reserve has not been there yet. And I think it's, it's, kind of feels like they're still trying to decide how they want to fill some of these roster spots um, with guys move practice squad moves. So those could happen later on Saturday. Um, so stay tuned for that. So as for, again, for as far as Samuel not being in there, it's a good thing. These guys have Jamison Crowder because he can really, he showed last week that he can still help him. Still a good route runner, helps him returning punts. You also have Jahan Dotson, of course, who can run routes from the slot, has run more routes from the slot this year than he did last year. So that's that's something good for them. And you got Brian, Byron Pringle can go in and play. So they should be okay without Samuel in, in this game. Okay, so let's get to, to the keys to the game. And the first one is going to be get your eyes right. So that's starting on the defense, right? Because the la- last couple of weeks for New England, they've used a lot more motion. They use a lot of motion regardless of what they're going to do, run or pass. I think – they, they want to try and create mismatches, especially on the inside. Um, they like to cl- kind of clear the box a little bit, get you moving, and they're going to do it all the time. In the run game, it's a lot of motion. It's around 70% of the time when they're under center, they're going to run, excuse me, they're going to run out of, when they run the ball under from under center, they'll probably will have motion 70% of the time. So they like to do that to create a more favorable box, get a little bit, you know, kind of divert your eyes a little bit, and get you moving. So, you know, that's something they do quite a bit. And it's been more, especially in the past game, the last couple of weeks. Um, again, in the past games, they'll 
you've got to get your eyes right. Cause there, there've been times where they're going to get you. There was one time they ran a, uh, against I think it was the Raiders or the bills. They run a out of, I, out of, um, under, from under center, you run a jet action to the left. Then you run play action. Or you fake a handoff to the left. And then the linebacker on the outside left starts to sneak inside and they, they hit the tight end out in the right flat and gets double digit yards. So things like that happen all the time with them. So you really got to be aware of how they're trying to attack you with that. And I think, you know, the funny thing is I know without, you know, their linebackers have not been great, you know, with Mayo and there's a run defender, Cleek Hudson, you know, has a speed, but I don't think that this is a game where they should really be, well, actually, I take that back because like the middle of the field is going to be an area where I feel like they're going to attack. And not just because of them. I think it's what they want to do, especially with their tight ends and especially without Kendrick Bourne being healthy as their receiver, their top receiver. And so they have Hunter Henry, Farrell Brown. I would imagine they're going to try and get those eyes moving, get guys out of position, out of gaps, and then attack the middle with those guys. That's just one thing I would kind of expect. So, you know, that's where like Mayo, not as great in coverage. I felt I felt like last week Jamin Davis not not did not do a good good enough job in coverage. A couple of times kind of get widened in his zone in his zone coverage and created gaps elsewhere. And I just I wonder sometimes with him when he's wearing the green dot, because now with Cody Barton out, he's got the green dot. Does that put a little bit too much on his plate? Because one of the things earlier in the year when I talked to people was how good Barton was for him. And it's one reason why he was playing so fast. So We'll see how that goes, see how they attack them. But I kind of, I'm looking for some of that as well. Along with that, what they're getting you, some one-on-ones in some of those games, like the Patriots were benefited benefited from some missed tackles. Got to do a good job there. Of course, that's every game. But I think when you have a team that struggles on offense, like these guys do, you you don't want to give them extra yards. And so I think that's one of the things to watch as well. They will not attack you down the field very much. They have nine, I think they're like, they're 28th in the NFL, I think it is, with nine pass plays of 28 of 25 yards or more. That's really bad. Now Washington has given up the most such um, pass plays of 25 yards or more with 22. The Patriots do not attack you down the field very often. In fact, listen to this: on passes that travel 20 or more yards through the air, the Patriots are five for 28 this season. That's of course Mac Jones on passes of 10 plus yards. We're not talking very far down here, 10 plus yards, 39 for 85. That's not good either. So they're not very good in any facet beyond outside of, if you go 10 yards on the field, not very good. So if they're giving up big chunk plays. It is a massive, massive indictment on what this defense has become because it is not what the Patriots, it's not how they hurt teams at all. I will say also you have to beware of um, Denard Douglas and some of their checkdowns. They'll get to checkdowns. Matt Jones gets rid of the ball pretty, pretty fast. So I think what here's a, here's the number on that. He gets rid of the ball. I got some numbers for that. It's where did I put them? Two point one nine seconds is his time. That's that's the first key. You know, make sure your eyes in the right spot. Number two, target their interior, and that's the interior of their offensive line. It's not that it's horrible. It's been, it's, it's that it's been inconsistent, especially the guard play strange and Sal. And they also have another uh, rookie that was playing some right guard. I'm guessing that Sal will probably take, um, I think it's Sal, Sal, Sal or so um, at right guard. So those are guys that have been, there's inconsistencies there. So I think 
when you have Deron Payne and John Allen on the other side, that's where you've got a target, right? And that's what you have to to really work on. And, you know, you don't have Montez Sweat and Chase Young anymore, as you may have heard. And so this is a big game for Allen and Payne to show that this is where their talent is. This is where you need to, this is why they're going to build around those two now. The organization is whoever's here and, you know, without Sweat and Payne. One thing I want to say, you know, and I, I've talked about this before with James Smith Williams and Casey Tulo, they have played well with those guys in the past. They definitely have. I don't think they're going to suddenly not play well because those guys are in there. I do think that sometimes when they play with them in the past, other areas of the team were working well too. If the secondary is giving up big plays again, it doesn't matter who's it at. And, you know, shoot, with the sweat and pain, they lost five of the last six games. So it's not like it was like this great thing with them. But Montez Sweat is a is a really good def- – is a is a good defensive end, man. You know, against the run, against the pass, Chase can make some plays. Now, he's very inconsistent with some of the other with – the, with the discipline. We all know that. But, he you know, he was able to press the passer. But if you can get Smith-Williams and Tuhill to be just consistently disciplined with their assignments, I think – I think these guys will feel pretty good. And that's run fits and all that. Because that's that's one of the things that Montez is very consistent with that. Chase Young had not been as consistent with that. And I think that's something that definitely hurt them at times. So can these guys be more consistent and then allow the tackles to then win inside and and harass Mac Jones um, because of that? But I'm not going to sit here and say they're better because those guys are gone. But I am going to tell you that in the past, there have been definitely times where they played well with with those two on the field. And, and for shoot, for most of last year, Chase Young wasn't there and the defense was top 10 in points and yards. So anyway, there's a history there where these guys can go out there and help them. And it, but because I think the big thing is they know what they're supposed to do. They know who's next to them. They know who they have to set up. You know, you can run those. It's funny because one of the things that Jerron Payne was talking about the other day was how much he's going to miss running the stunts with Montez Sweat. Sweat was really good at that. Those two were really good at running that. And can he get the same thing with Smith Williams or, you know, so that's going to be something to watch. But anyway, get your stuff, get the big fellas in the middle have to eat. And that's what they're going to have to do. And again, you're now the big, you're, you're now the guys you've got to go out there and, and really start making some plays. And I think it helps too, that they have Ridgeway and, and Federer Mathis, just because it gives them the ability to get some breaks. I think I like the depth they're building inside. F.A. Obata, I think, can definitely help them. And, and then I'll be also curious to, to hear, to see what Andre Jones has. And by the way, I am going to play an interview with Andre Jones after I'm done with this. I forgot to mention that earlier, but I do have, so stay tuned for that after this. I have a couple minutes with Andre Jones, just about him getting his chance and how ready he is for his chance. And it's funny because when I was talking to him, like, you know, you haven't been playing. He's like, hey, I have been, but it's from special teams. So there's quite a bit of difference playing special teams versus playing from scrimmage. Early in the year, teams took advantage of him when he was playing him and just kind of go back to the eyes. They got his eyes messed up and he kind of got lost in that. So I think it's a good thing for him. Just curious to see what he does. Anyway, let's get back to the key. So target the interior um, because that's where, I, like I said, that's where the, the Patriots have been inconsistent with that area. Now, Mac Jones, just know this as far as pressure goes. Dude gets rid of the ball fast, partly because they throw every. It feels like every pass is five yards or less. So his time in the pocket, second fast in the NFL, two point one nine seconds. Time the time before throwing a pass, fourth fastest in the NFL at two point five three seconds. That's awfully, awfully quick. So you may not get to him 
to get the sacks and all that. But if you can just get rid of the ball and then tackle at the other end, then you're going to be in good shape because they're just going to try. They're going to try and slowly bleed you to death on defense because they do not make big plays. So don't let him get going with that. And, you know, and the interior part is also with the run game because they do have uh, two backs, Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, who can run the ball. And, and it hasn't been as great this year at times, but they're going to test you inside. That means that's this is where a David Mayo game is okay because for the run game, this is the kind of game it's, a, you know, they're going to run some power and all that. So he's not bad in this situation for them, he and Jamin. So their thing will be covering that middle area with the tight ends. Last one. This is a big one. Maybe this should have been first, but it's not because their offense, the Patriots offense is very good. Is their defense, I think, that you're going to worry about. It's read the D. And I say that because Bill Belichick will try and give you all sorts of different looks. And what, what he might run one week is going to be different than what he runs another week. The Eagles run what they run. Wink Martindale with the Giants. They're going to run what they run. And it's a lot of pressure and a lot of different looks. And you have to figure it out. But they do it every week. The Patriots are able to switch up a lot, and they've always been able to do that under Belichick. But listen, they're 26th in scoring, D. They're 10th in yards. They've played the Dolphins twice. They've played the Bills. They've played the Cowboys. So they and they, you know they they've played good offenses, and and you know they they that's probably why they're down there. But they do give there there are areas where they're vulnerable because they're different than where they were early in the year. And um, the big thing we know is that Belichick has a habit of confusing, confusing quarterbacks, but young quarterbacks in particular, again, lots of different looks. And that's one of the things that guys in the locker room have talked about. Sometimes a safety be in a linebacker spot. We've seen that here. Sometimes it's a corner over here, this, that. So they, they're really good at that. And it's, 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 I don't know about position flex as much as finding what guys can do and putting them in that position and for that particular package and it's worked and while they give a lot of different looks this is not like what the giants did the giants wink martindale is kind of like your crazy uncle just like i'm just gonna do whatever man here it comes here it comes belichick's a little bit more um patterned than that i think not you know in terms of like i don't think he's as unpredictable with that i think he makes it difficult but I don't think he's as unpredictable as like a Wink Martindale defense. Where is it coming from, et cetera? And I think it's because also with him, it's like it's coming at, you know, you never know when he's going to do it. And that's what makes it tough for these guys, especially um, not for every team, but for these guys. But um, with Pay- with Belichick, it's, it's it's you know, it's just going to be, I think you just have to be smart with it. And that's where Sam Howell's growth will help them. And um, I think you have to look for the clues when when you're doing that. So, but so the ability to disguise becomes then a big key for the Patriots, and especially when you're trying to pressure a young quarterback. Last week, so actually, I'm going to give you an example. So, for example, in the Atlanta game, there were times where you know some of the sacks came because of their ability to disguise the coverage. So, there's one in particular that I remember that where the why, and this is where yeah, yes, motion gives you an idea of what the defense is doing, but it doesn't always give you the full idea. So there's one time where they send a motion in Atlanta corner follows them, lines up across from looks like man coverage, completely looks like man coverage. So at the snap, they change the zone. They drop to a zone and Sam's like, Oh, and he's holding the ball and he ends up getting sacked. 
because the ability to disguise made the difference in the play. And it forces you to hold and forces you to like, oh, crap, didn't, didn't see that. Now, we're talking in talking to Rivera today about some of that stuff, like about what happens in those situations. So there are other clues that you can look for where, where guys are stacked elsewhere. When you get your pre-snap look, how guys align. So it's not just going to be the guy that's going in motion. You're going to have you're going to take a snapshot before that guy even goes in motion to see where are guys aligned, how are they aligned, et cetera. Then you're going to see that guy go in motion. That's going to give you another clue as to what might be coming. And then post-snap, it's like you see it, but if you already know there's a chance, then you can get boomed to your, to your second or third read right away. That's what he's going to have to do because they will try to test him in that area. Why not? You know, that's what other teams have done. And it also, if the, if you can get them to pause or hold the ball for a second, uh, uh, splits another half second, then you got a chance to get home on some pressures. <clears throat> Philadelphia, like, and you can't just take like what happened last week with Sam Howell and the offense and say, oh, they're going to be like this this week. The Eagles don't alter their coverage as much. They rush primarily for, they did blitz some, they absolutely blitz some, and the Patriots definitely will. But I think their, their rush is a little bit easier to, for them to handle um, just from the standpoint, like, you know, pretty much what you're going to do. And it's not like they have these great dynamic pass rushers and neither do the Patriots, but um, they all, you know, I, I wonder how much the, the addition of Larson at center and Chris Paul at guard helped last week. They did a nice job with the pocket. They have to set it again, but they're going to test. They're going to test those guys. I'm sure with the communication, with some stunts, definitely. And, and then can they hold up again? Because if they give them that same pocket, Howell will have a nice game, a really nice game. And I think you'll see Washington have their first 100-yard receiver of the season as well. Now, having said that, they didn't. Patriots didn't allow one until last week when they allowed two against the Dolphins. So it's not a guarantee, but I do think there will be opportunities for that if they can get there. Um <clears throat> Also, when, because of that, like they will run man, look for some of those mesh concepts. New England has been hurt by some of those mesh concepts against other teams, the Raiders in particular, at a few times. So look for some of that. Um, I, I think, you know, again, whether it's getting to the tight end or to Terry McLaurin, they, I, I think that should be a part of what they do Sunday for sure. And then I'm also going to be curious to see what Terry McLaurin's release against uh, J.C. Jackson, the corner. There are times where I think that he can – He's a good corner, but McLaurin, I think his releases will work well against him. And he, I think he does a good job of setting guys up and getting that. I think with Jackson, you can set him up a little bit and get him to open his hips or maybe get him to cross his feet a little bit and then take advantage of that. So look for that as well with McLaurin um, with, with that, as long as you give Howell a chance to get rid of the ball. And I think if they do, then they should be okay. A guy I like up front for New England, Christian Barmore, very good defensive lineman, will play end, will play a little bit inside at times. I think he's going to be a hand. He's going to be someone they have to absolutely handle. He's playing really well. See him has got he's got some power, got some quickness. So that's a guy that's going, could be a load up front. Um, Kyle Duger, the safety. Um, I don't know if their linebacker, outside linebacker, as I speak right now and record, Josh Uche, if he's or yeah Uche, Uche if he's going to play or not. Um, he's there. He's a pass rusher for them. Matthew Juden, Judon is out. So if he doesn't play, that's another loss of a, of a pass rusher. And it gives Washington a little bit more of an advantage um, with their offense against that defense. So, and I would say run the ball more, but we know that's not going to happen. So, and New England actually does a good job defending the run as well. But anyway, so that's why a lot of this goes back to the pass game, because this is what they want to do. 
can't fight anymore. Anyway, so that's it for my keys. So um, before I get to my two and a half minute interview or so with, with Andre Jones, give that a quick listen. I uh, just, here's my prediction. So I'm going to go, I had either Washington 17, 14, 2017, something like that. Not going to be a high scoring game. I don't think, um, but I do kind of like them in this game for, I like what we saw last week out of the offense. And I'm curious to see how the defense responds. That to me is the big thing. How does the defense respond to the trades this week and the insertion of two guys that they feel certainly are more disciplined? How much difference will that make? Not so much because, oh, these guys are, again, better. It's because does what's the trickle down? And also, this is not an offense with one, a mobile quarterback, or two, a big play offense. So if you're going to stop an offense, this is one you have to go stop. Now, they did, they did do okay against – they beat Buffalo – and then they moved the ball okay against against Miami. Um, I think one of them was set up. One of their touchdowns was set up by a turnover, though. But but anyway, and and then you know, so I think I'm looking for Washington to bounce back. And if you're gonna, if you're ever going to get healthy as a team, this has to be it. Because if you don't win now, like then it's just a slog to the end of the season. And we know how those things look. So. I'm going with Washington 20 to 17. Maybe Emmanuel Forbes gets Mac Jones for, for a little bit of a pick six. Wouldn't that be something? By the way, Mac on, on the on the AJ Brown play that Emmanuel Forbes was beaten on against last week certainly looked like a shove by AJ Brown on that play. I thought I thought Forbes was in really good position. That's a good thing for him. You know, got to finish. Now I I know like he definitely felt like that Brown had his jersey and then was able to slide through. And, and one of the coaches did show me video and he said, look, there's the grab. And so anyway, but I'm pointing that out to say that Forbes in that play did a nice job in coverage and something to build on. And, you know, so maybe he'll do something this week. We'll see. Anyway, that's it for me. So again, here's my, here's a little quick conversation with Andre Jones, what he's looking forward to Sunday, finally getting a chance to go out there and help from scrimmage. I'm curious for you. We haven't seen you from scrimmage in a little bit early in the season, so I'm just curious for you where you feel you have started to improve as a player. I mean, I've been improving every week, but even though I've been going on, on the scout team, I mean, I still right. get defensive reps. Right. I mean, I still I don't play every game. I've been on special teams. I, I know that. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely, because you can get better there. But I'm just, yeah. as, a, as a passers and all that, you know, I'm just curious where you feel like you've been and, able to in, hone your game a little bit. Man, I've just been getting better. We're going to scout team, going against the ones, getting them a good look in. And it really ain't all about me. It's about the team right now. Sure. So, like, I got to give them the best look, get them prepared for the game. And I'm still getting myself better at the same time. So that's how I look at it. Like, it ain't about me. And when my time comes, my time comes. So... I'm just like, you know, enjoying the process. With that process, so you talk about special teams and you're, you're big guys you can run are always a big help out there. How does that help? Like, how does that help you even when you go back to play from scrimmage? It just keep me in the middle aspect of the game. Like, you know, even when I don't get on defense, I'm still looking like, okay, boom, this is what we're running. And this is the type of play they come up with us coming at us with, and I'm like, I'm looking at, like, you know, I still watch film during the week. Yeah. Even though I don't get rest in the game, I still watch film on the offense, not just special teams. Because you never know when your time going to come. You got to be ready. So, and your time might come this weekend, too, so you have you want to be ready. Oh, so ain't, ain't no might. It's here. It's here now. It's here now. Like, I got to show up to the plate. Like, you know, ain't, 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 ain't too much to talk about. Just show up. Handle business. 
where and so when you want when you're watching um, what kind of tips have you picked up at, for to help your pass rush when you're watching film of these guys or yourself or going against the guys in practice where just do you don't anticipate just react just trust trust your, t- trust your technique trust what you've been practicing and, just, and rely on that and you're gonna be fine you feel pretty ready I'm more than ready man I ain't man I ain't come here for nothing I come here to help this team like I said so how excited are you then that you're gonna you know it's, well, be, it's, hard, it's hard to sleep at night. Is it? I bet. It's hard to sleep at night, man, because I'm, I'm so ready. I'm going to show you. Like I said, I ain't going to do all that talking, man. I'm going to show you, man. I'm, I'm one of the guys. I ain't going to do too much talking anyway. My my, my actions going to talk for me. Cool. Thanks a lot, man. You Appreciate up. it. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Andre Jones for a quick visit. And thank you, as always, for listening. I'll be back after Sunday's game against the Patriots with another wrap-up, so I'll talk to you next time.